Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and it's a Thursday afternoon so I'm delighted to be joined by JP Mason. Thanks everybody for waiting patiently, it still says on my clock 12.30 so we're not late. What time is it in your part of the world JP, where are you? Uh, It's half past one in the city of Seville, I find myself in Seville of a Thursday afternoon, Uh, here we are. It's, uh, it's good to be here. I'm here for a friend's wedding. He's getting married tomorrow. Uh, Rangers but fan. But still finding a way to do Axon. I love that. Well, you know what? I just thought, 
I've got the time. Um, I, I, it's an hour out of my day, I, and I'm dedicated to the cause. Why not? You are, and we really appreciate it. But this isn't the first time you've dialed in from afar. Obviously, the whole dialing in thing, JP, used to be a kind of boring, tedious uh, work meeting or some kind of satellite meeting call from the gaffers down in London. Wherever you seem to work, the gaffers always seem to be in London. But now, it's one of the ways in which we are able to discuss Celtic and engage with, with others all over the world. We normally do it from Dalkeith to Glasgow, but today we're doing it from Dalkeith to Seville. Are you going to find a bit of time to reminisce over there? Because I know you were at the final almost 20 years ago now. Uh, yeah, I well, I mean, just on that as well, I mean, I did so many of these when I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't even leave Glasgow, if you remember. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I wasn't allowed to see anybody else. So I absolutely do not mind at all, you know, dialing in and keeping it going whilst I'm able to go other places and see other people and do things. So, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I think the stadium's a good bit away. I mean, when I was here in 2003, all I saw of of Spain really was Malaga Airport and the the stadium in Seville and then I left straight after the game right back to Malaga Airport and then was was back in my flat in Edinburgh the next morning uh, you know reading the paper and eating a bacon roll it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life you know um, so it's nice to be back here and actually have you know the ability to I'm here for a few days so I'm going to um, explore I, I saw the Ramon Sanchez Ramon Sanchez Pizuan Stadium, if that's how you... I'm not... My Spanish has never been my forte. French was my subject at school. Uh, but I saw the stadium uh, where there was uh, a defeat for a Scottish team in a, t- a tournament a few months ago. Uh, so I saw that. It's just that's literally along the road from my, my hotel. So saw that and I uh, had a few cervezas last night uh, on arrival with uh, the groom and his uh, brothers and his uncle... Uh, Robert or Robert, as he was <laughs> introducing himself to um, Barstaff last night, who is a fan of a Celtic state of oh, mind. Brilliant, nice uh, one, Robert. Big, big fan, and uh, you know, disowns not disowns his his his, his nephew. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, he, he tolerates his nephew's football and preference, which is obviously Rangers. Uh, tough I mean, one. Uh, a tough one. Three brothers, one Celtic fan, two Rangers fans. Figure that one out. It's a tough one. But Robert, I mean, that's interesting. I did read once that uh, Manny claimed that Rennie, when he joined the Stone Roses, uh, when Manny joined the Stone Roses, Rennie introduced himself as Rennie. Oh, right, <laughs> Which has uh, quickly been changed to Rennie. Well, Robert lives in West Kerry and has extended an invite to me uh, over there any time I like. And, you know, we're rhyming off the places like Killarney and Tralee. Uh, and Dingle, Dingle Bay is a place that I've long wanted to go to. Um, so that's now on. My, I might, you know, do a broad do a broadcast from uh, Tralee one day or Dingle Bay uh, one Thursday afternoon. You'll find me there. Uh, Why not? I'm just looking for- forward to the broadcast when you're on a world tour with one of the bands uh, that you are closely associated with, JP, and you're in somewhere in Japan and you're um, broadcasting directly from there. I'm looking forward to that. It's bound to happen. Uh, Before we move on to last night, we're talking about European travails. I've just got to say, right, A, you're drinking a soft drink, but B, that third kit, I don't think it's ever looked so good, mate. That looks tremendous. Uh, Yeah, I I, I mean, 
when I saw the wee snippet of it, when you just saw like the badge or whatever, I thought I definitely having that. And then, uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean, it's. I mean, I was. I've been excited all my life for Adidas kits, um, but a Celtic Adidas kit, and now we've got them. I was always going to, you know, snap them all up. Um, they've they've come under a bit of fire from some people. Like mm-hmm. some people have been like, didn't like the first season's uh, home top. I think it's nice now because it's associated with that season, unfortunately, that yeah. people are maybe going a bit off it. But I really like the lime green top of that season. Um, I got that no sponsor. Um, the black one I wasn't a huge fan of, I have to say, with the big the big shamrock. That was my one. That's the one I haven't bought so far. Um, but every other one, crackers and this one, yeah, like it a lot. I've always wanted Celtic to go Adidas. I really... Uh, loved the first three kits from season number one and actually the club were very very helpful because their kits are really hard to come by because of the fact that jerseys weren't being swapped because of the COVID regulations and Mm. jerseys just don't really exist in great numbers in the match worn collection world uh, of which there are many Celtic collectors but the club did give me access to all nine Adidas jerseys for the forthcoming book which I am delighted to say will be available next month that is here's my second Stone Roses reference my own second coming it's taken me seven years to get this one um, how do we, how do we this, isn't a, this isn't been arranged in any way I'm genuinely interested but how do we get said book it, it is it's available for pre-order JB but I'll definitely do a launch I was always the, the reason I got into the whole speaking you know I've done quite a few gigs which I'll probably talk about at some stage today was because I had to do my own launches for my previous books and I quite enjoyed it speaking to Celtic players on stage and stuff like that so we will do a launch uh, probably at Celtic Park and obviously those who are able to attend will be uh, more than welcome to come along and I'm pretty sure there'll be a few ex-players in amongst that as well now JP um Came in. The, I watched the game last night, but I came in this morning and watched it again. I don't always get the chance to do that, but it's a different kind of view. I think you get the following day when you're not so pent up with emotion as a Celtic fan watching your team. Mm. Um, so you were going to talk about to the, the game last night. Kevin Graham and Kevin McCluskey uh, covered it on behalf of a Celtic state of mind, and you had me in stitches before we came on because you were quite impressed with something that Kev Graham said after the game. Well, I was, and I'll get to that. However, I think I'd probably tell you where and how I watched the game. You know, sometimes you find yourself watching Celtic games in very odd situations, but to watch a Champions League away game on a train on your phone from Malaga to Seville is definitely up there with one of the weirdest. Like, I mean, I mean, you and I both know how much that game meant to us as a football club last night. You know, and. When we scored the first goal, I absolutely lost it on a on a very quiet train. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a weird scenario. I was just sitting with a few beers and the, the woman next to me was kind of dozing off. And then and then the goal went in and I was just like, yes, we've got metal. Uh, and the whole train was kind of like looking at me. A few, a few smiles, a few kind of... You know, of uh, turned up noses. People shuffling up away from you. Well, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like we were playing a pre-season friendly against Sunderland or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It was a Champions League away game, exactly. and that goal was massive, and and it still is massive because we got a point out of it. And obviously, with with, with Heinz, you know, looking at the game again, and you've watched it again. I haven't seen it again. My stream was cutting out. I was on BT Sport. My phone couldn't get logged back in. Resorted to an illegal stream at one point. 
which is mad considering I have a legit pay for it. Yeah, but BT Sport um, app, um, and then couldn't get that, and then I ended up listening to the last five minutes on Sports Sound because that's all I could get, and uh, that was torture listening to Sports Sound because it sounded like we were, you know, pushing for a winner. And I mean, you can't see what's going on, and you're just getting the description on the radio. It was like being back in the nineties or something like that when you used to, you know, when games weren't televised, and you're listening to games yeah. on the radio, you know. Um, but I, but Kev, <laughs> I was listening to the post match with Kev and Kev uh, times two this morning, and Kev, <laughs> Kev Graham's analogy, a Radiohead analogy. He said, uh, "I so what was it?" He said, "He said so for me, it's kind of like we're." On their first album, eh? Well, like we've just got our, our we've, we've keeps our big hit single, and that's that's been winning the league last season, eh? And now we're moving on to the bend, and we've got something like that. On, and, <laughs> and then Kev McCluskey was like, "Yeah, so we're in the studio, we're recording the bends right now." And I was like, "Well, one brilliant analogy. Two, if we've got an okay computer in in the in the in the works as well, then I'm more excited for that because I mean, okay computer." Trumps every Game album. changer. Ah, yeah, absolutely. So if we've got one of them in the wings, then amazing. So uh, I didn't go full Kev Graham there. I, I could, I, you I could, could have done. You did I before we came live. To take up a few notches, but no, I'll, 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 uh, I'll need to work on it. I um, love your impressions. Like, I mean, John Barnes is still a favourite of mine, but your Kev yeah. Graham is quality. Uh, I've got to say. Um, I heard a lot after the game. I, I enjoyed watching it without taking the notes last night. I don't often get the chance to do that. Um, and obviously, I, I've rewatched it this morning. But I've seen a lot of the kind of comments coming through on the stream and on social media as well, which is a way that you, know, you can kind of gauge people's view of the game. And, and quite a lot of folk were saying that, that uh, Juranovic had been burnt uh, last night quite a few times. So I was watching that with interest second time round today. And you know, I don't really subscribe to that. I, what I would say is Mudrick is a phenomenal talent, first and foremost. He is going places. I mean, I know he's playing Champions League football, JP, but the guy looks really like such a such a prospect. But and, and he's obviously got pace to burn. And of course the goal highlighted that. And that is maybe what people are focusing on. But I was looking at the the overall performances Juranovic. I don't know what the stats are, but I'm sure in the, the coming days and weeks we will see things from the likes of Alan Morrison, who might back up this, or, or might you know it might fly in the face of what I'm about to say. But I'd, I actually thought that it was pretty evenly matched between Juranovic uh, and Mudrick, and I think uh, there was a bit of a debate last night about whether or not it was just a hopeful clearance or if it was a pass. I'm pretty sure he, he actually picked out the pass to Haksabanovic, which led to the goal. Mm. And there was a few occasions, obviously, where he was burnt for pace, the goal being, the equalising goal being one of them. Um, but I also th- thought that Juranovic equipped himself pretty well. And there was one one occasion where he, he beat Mudrick for pace and, and he made some pretty good progress and then, you know, tried a, a cheeky back heel. What was your take on that? Because obviously Mudrick was the danger man last night for Shakhtar, but I thought Juranovic did okay. I certainly don't think it, there should be knives out for Juranovic because of a goal. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was. It, I mean, the guy's got lightning pace. He's strong. I think there was chat last night. I don't know if it was in the commentary or from somewhere else that, that, that they'd kicked out a twenty-five million or twenty-six million pound bid 
from Everton, or that that was the figure that was being quoted, and they were like, "No, we want double it." <laughs> so if they're, if they're looking, I mean, that might be fanciful that they're wanting fifty million for a player, but I guess in this day and age, you know, when when it comes to transfer fees, that's maybe you know the figure. If a, if a guy's performing at Champions League level, did he not score twice last week as well against uh, against Leipzig? Leipzig, yeah, and he's finished. Was was good. It was better than the two Schwed goals, which were kind of you know fortunate. I would say um, I, I couldn't believe it when he nearly scored last night. I mean, if that had been given, oh my god! But no, I don't think Janarovic is. I think we are obviously vulnerable to that kind of counter attack. Mm. That's been pointed out many times. It was pointed out in the advance of the game last night in the in the studio. They were they were saying there was vulnerability there in the in the gaps. And that Mudrick was the type of guy that would exploit that, and he did just that. So I certainly don't think there could be any uh, blame apportioned to somebody just being outdone for a go- for a good goal. It was a good goal. Um, yeah, it was. It was a good goal. <laughs> it was a good goal, and yeah, we're not all, we're not always going to. I think the, I think the key thing is, and Kev, one of the Kevs touched on this in the post match was that the key thing was we didn't concede another one. I know we nearly did with the Shved chance, you know, which was deemed offside. And then I think they said the ball had got, gone over the line or whatever. But we didn't concede the second goal. And if we had conceded the second goal, which is which is classic Celtic away in Europe, you concede one and you concede another one straight away. And then the heads go down. Mm. The fact that we got to half time and we clung up, we, we, we held on to what we had. Uh, till half time and then regrouped and then the second half I can't comment as uh, as maybe as, as as good as you can having watched the game again my stream was cutting out I was on a train <laughs> it was difficult to really get a, 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 a fluid grip of what was going on in the game but to all intents and purposes it seemed like we were the better side from from the I don't know 20 20- Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 25 minutes that I got to see of that second half, it seemed like we were the better side and arguably could and should have won it. But Listen, I, I would agree with that. Um, we will be talking about some of the performances in that second half because I think Jota came on to a really good game following a, a fairly quiet first half. But one final point I'd make on the Juranovic, um the, the goal um, that Juranovic is maybe being blamed for. I mean, his position wasn't great the pass round his back. We've seen it a couple of times. So that, actually two things I would say. Firstly, that only happened because we lost possession in the midfield, mm. uh, you know, the halfway line. I think it was O'Reilly, a slack pass, or mm. he was closed down and it, it, you know, it broke to McGregor. He, so we lost possession. But later on in the game, Mudrich tried the same pass round the back of Juranovic mm. and he was alive to it. 
and, and he cut it out. So I think that, yeah, he was maybe caught out on one occasion, but it's not something that they were able to capitalise on or, or expose again and again. And yeah. I think Juranovic, since he's come in, has been class for Celtic. And um, as I say, you know, I was looking at a lot of the aerial duels. I'm pretty sure over the 90 minutes he came out on top on that. Mudrick is a very strong, pacey player who will go into massive things. I'm pretty sure he's only 21. Um, and I, I think that, you know, over the piece, when you when you watch it back, Juranovic equipped himself pretty well. But sometimes it's the um, the moments that you remember. And that's why, you know, we're maybe focusing on that moment where they've scored the equaliser. But you flip it over to the other side of the park and you've got Greg Taylor. Um, and again, it was basically Taylor versus Sved. Uh, and I thought Taylor was... Actually, unlucky not to win the man of the match last night. I thought he was outstanding. And this flies in the face, JP, of all those commentators, all those observers who constantly say, Taylor's good, but he's not good enough for Europe. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, that was a Champions League match last night and up, up against a team who won comfortably in Germany last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever you want to say, whether it was the the easiest away game that we were going to get, possibly, especially given the fact that it wasn't actually in their home stadium. You know, you've got to make allowances for that. However, I don't think, at this, to this Shakhtar team, I don't think it really bothers them because, I mean, they go away from home last week in Germany and, and scud Leipzig 4-1. So mm-hmm. I don't think that... And you can tell that they're a decent team, but we looked like a good European team last night, which was the really pleasing thing is but that first half I know there was a bit of maybe a period where we got a bit rattled especially when they scored you know we looked like we were maybe about to be on the ropes a bit but we recovered everybody looks like they trust each other you know the way that they pass the ball around any any notion of this oh we're not as strong as we you know we've not strengthened or anything we have strengthened we, we look a better and more confident team having had a season of playing together under our belts and a pre-season and the fact that they're obviously going to take confidence from the fact that they're playing in the Champions League, you know, and they're like, well, we can do this. And all they needed to do was look look back at that first half last week against Real Madrid, who, by the way, took a, took their time over Leipzig mm-hmm. last night. It was the 80th minute, I think, they got their goal. And then, a, and then a second. Mm-hmm. So, you know... You're wondering how this is going to pan out. I mean, that that, that point last night, I, I said to a friend yesterday, she said it would be 2-0 last night to Shakhtar. Mm-hmm. I mean, very doom and gloom a lot of the time uh, with regards to what Celtic are going to do. Um, and she was like, ah, 2-0. And I went, no, nah, I think we're going to get a draw tonight. I, I was really confident of a draw. And it's unbelievable that we're coming away going, we should have won. And won probably comfortably as well. Yeah. So... Without a doubt. JP, a few things to pick up on from what you you were saying there. I think we are seeing what I keep calling version two of a few of the players. So we're we're seeing better versions of the players. Therefore, we are getting better and stronger, which is why, you know, in the pre-season, I don't think anyone would have argued that we needed to strengthen it left back. But the player that's came to Celtic has been unable to displace Greg Taylor from the team. Mm. And last night was probably his best performance of the campaign so far. And he is doing it in Europe and he is growing in confidence. And some of the link-up play actually between him and Haksabanovic yesterday, uh, last night rather, I thought was really excellent when you consider how little time they've really um, had to gel as a partnership down the left-hand side. 
was a surprise starter, Haksavanovic, last night. I thought that, that came out of nowhere a bit. Wasn't expecting that. I don't I know. Got, if, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to ask you about that because, you know, two or three weeks ago, I thought the, the, the left wing and right wing positions were, were certainties and it was mm. a bad on Jota. But now all of a sudden, one of the jerseys is up for grabs and, you know, you've got a badder playing, Maeda coming on last night, you've got Haksabanovic starting last night. And I just think it just shows you how quickly that can change from a, a player who scores a hat-trick um, against Dundee United and, and Lee Labada to not featuring. It just shows you the strength of the team, but also once you get that jersey, if you put in a performance, you're going to keep it. Because I, I think he played pretty well, Haksabanovic. I thought he played pretty well against Ross County. Looked as though he made a bit of an impact against Real Madrid, but like you say, that was the the surprising one. And I thought he did okay in the first half, to be honest, JP. How yeah. did you think he, he, he equipped himself? I, yeah, I thought. I think there was a couple of times he was maybe a bit selfish. He went for a shot when he could have crossed, but I mean, you can't really have a go at a, an attacking player for a, a, trying to score a goal. Um, it was his ball. He slipped the ball for the goal, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, so he did, eh? contributed to an assist for a goal. I mean, that at, at that level, you cannot play down how important that is. You know, an, an assist at Champions League level is massive for Celtic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I, we, we've travelled terribly on the road in, in not just the Europa League, but previously in the Champions League. I mean, the, the only time, I mean, I think we've won twice away in the Champions League. Is that, is that right? Spartak Moscow and Anderlecht. Mm. And I was, lucky to be, I was lucky to be at Anderlecht, but I couldn't celebrate the goals because I was in the home end. Not an enjoyable experience. It's all very well going on these away trips and then to get a home end ticket is not fun. So I was writing amongst Anderlecht fans and you, out of respect, you don't celebrate. If you've been fortunate enough to get into the, to the ground when there's people outside you know, trying to get in and you get in and you get in a home end ticket, you can't really be celebrating goals, especially not when you go 3-0 up or whatever it was. Um, so, I, I mean, th- these games, to get anything uh, away from home is massive. I, I kind of thought, I said four points, as in in total for the whole group, was was what I expected us to, to get. Mm. And now would extend that and say that I would expect us to get more than that, because I think we'll take something off Leipzig at home. And after last night's show, and I'd like to think we would, you know, take care of Shakhtar at home as well. So where do you go from there? You've only got Leipzig away and Madrid away after that. I mean, Madrid away at the end of the at the end of the the run isn't really the game that we might be expecting to get something from. Madrid hopefully are through by that point, um, and maybe it does. Actually, maybe it does become the game that becomes yeah. crucial in the Madrid away game. To, to actually potentially qualify, which would be absolutely insane if we were to qualify from this group. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was looking yesterday before the, the Shakhtar game, I was looking at um, last season's Champions League groups uh, and what you needed to get through and, and get out of a group. And I always remember the magical number in nine being a yeah. target. Um, but even that, in many of the groups last season, wasn't good enough, JP. There was some really good performing second place sides. And I look at, you know, maybe finishing third, of course, and um, my view is changing game to game. 
Um, we're all kind of taking it for granted that nobody's taken a point or anything from Real Madrid. Like you say, they, they, they left it late last night. Um, they didn't have things their own way at Celtic Park either. And if they have had um, a 100% record coming into that final game at the Bernabeu, who knows uh, what kind of team they might put out. You just never know. Mm. Um, I know a lot of the bigger sides might not subscribe to that way of approaching a Champions League game, but it depends what's happened domestically. They might rest some players. and You just never know. I mean, um, but Matt, it, a second-string Real Madrid team isn't a bad team, is it? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Look at, the, look at the bench that they had last week. It's... it's Aye, it's not it's not something that I would uh, get overly cocky about if they were to put out a team that say Eden Hazard starts. Okay, not that's, not that's a bad something. backup. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. a bad backup. Um, the final thing I was going to say about the whole Taylor and Sved duel last night was you look at a player like Marion Sved, and had we not known um, of his past, you'd have probably thought decent wee player um, playing at that level yet barely kicked a ball for Celtic. Does that come down just to attitude? JP was pretty young when he came along, didn't make an impact. The only reason I mention attitude is because there seemed to be issues when he left us as well, um, over in Belgium mm-hmm. for Mechelen, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what I've heard, I guess, in the last week when people have been talking about him, I think I heard um, there was a guy, a, a, a Ukrainian football expert, um, Andrew Toddy was his name, I think. Uh, he's of Ukrainian descent and he's been mm. on quite a few. He was on the Homeboys. I think uh, the Homeboys were the first uh, people to actually get in touch with him. And since then, he's been on everything, including the Celtic, the official Celtic uh, podcast as well. And he was, I think it was maybe him that was talking about Shved and saying that, you know, everything outside of Ukraine hasn't worked for him. It hasn't worked. He hasn't. Yeah hasn't had a successful time of it away from Ukraine, but every time he's gone back there, he's found form. And I think when you saw him score those goals last week against Leipzig, he ran straight over to the coach mm-hmm. and like jumped on the coach. So maybe he just need, needed someone of his own, you know, um, nationality to put an arm around him and get the best out of him. Maybe, you know, I mean, who was he under it? I mean, Rogers, Brendan Rogers didn't even know who he was. <laughs> Because um, he had about a million wingers well, at the I time. Well, I mean, that, that, that was at the time when, when everything everything was wrong in terms of our signing policy at that time. Yeah. You know, there were players coming in that were being bought as I don't even know projects. You know, was it was it throwing darts at a dartboard in the dark? You know, like one of these might come off. And t- when you've not got that harmony, as we saw, it, it doesn't work. You know, it has to be. It has to be there has to be an input from the manager into the signings that are coming to the club. Otherwise, it just feels all disjointed and kind of broken. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's been a lot of that chat from elsewhere at the, at the moment. Uh, a lot of the signs over there. There's chat that that's what's going on there, and that it, it, it doesn't work. It, it, we, we've seen it. We've we've got we've got proof. We've got a list the length of your arm of players that you oh, can yeah. go through to go well. These guys were brought in, and their profile—they weren't right. They weren't profiled correctly to come, you know, to come to Celtic at that time. So, Schwed falls under that category. So, if if you've not got the managers buy-in from from the very first kick of the ball for Schwed at Celtic, he wasn't off to a good start because he, the person, the key person that wanted and needed him at the club, 
didn't want him or need him. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. see, see that there? There's three occasions that I'm aware of um, where the manager, because it's been spoken about by either the player or the manager, where the manager didn't wasn't too fussed about a player being at a club. And that's one of them. So it came out in Brendan Rodgers' interview at the time. And maybe Sved was that player that was going to react to being wanted, like you say, arm round the shoulder, which he's obviously getting at the moment and he's performing well. The other examples I can think of both came under Gordon Strachan. So there was the, the meeting with Roy Keane. And remember, Roy Keane spoke about oh, yeah. it in, in one of his books. Signed just to, to annoy him. <laughs> yeah. I, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm going to sign just prove you're wrong, you know, just because you don't think you need me. Um, so it was quite obvious that it wasn't identified by Gordon Strachan. Another one which I always found pretty funny was Paddy McCourt, who turns up at training and Strachan didn't even know who he was. And um, Paddy was a completely different uh, kind of guy, though, because he, he was so laid back that he just did, did his thing. And eventually, you know, after getting a wee bit fitter in the reserve team, as it was, he ended up playing for the first team and becoming a cult icon. But mm. it does happen. And I, I just think it depends on the character. So Roy Keane, it rattled his cage. Paddy McCourt wasn't up nor down. Remember, Paddy McCourt was the guy that was sat on the bench in a 2-1 game against Barcelona. And when I asked him if he was dying to get on and share a pitch with his guys and share the case, he was like, nah, just quite happy to sit and watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of the best, biggest best results. For <laughs> best for you in the house. <laughs> but also wearing a Celtic tracksuit for, oh, for real, I, man. I'm pretty happy just sitting on the bench. And, and uh, obviously, Sved was one of the guys that reacted completely differently. But it is interesting to see. But I thought uh, Taylor done really, really well last night. I'm going to move on to a couple of these comments coming through. I'm sorry that I haven't managed to bring you up yet. Celtic follower on YouTube. Afternoon all. Was impressed with Aksabanovic last night. We need to practice on our finishing though. I heard the word clinical being used. It must have been trending on Twitter last night. Um, Donny Boy, welcome back. Afternoon folks, not to downbeat, too downbeat today after what should have been three points instead of just one. I think that's the overriding feeling amongst the, the kind of Celtic um, fans that I've seen commenting online and on this particular stream. We've also got Paddy coming back in. Um, a big Ardoin afternoon to all. Hopefully you are well over in Ardoin as well. Uh, Paul Andrew Martin, I'll be pleased with another draw next week. I think it's in a fortnight. Um, then we'll still have uh, Leipzig and Shakhtar in Glasgow. You're kind of counting on um, home wins, JP, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ange knows how to get a performance away from home in Europe. He had some cracking performances last season as well. Yeah, I mean, we all were... The, the, the narrative of last season's Euro- European campaign was one of disappointment. But ultimately, as Ange pointed out, we got three wins in a in a group stage competition with the very beginnings of that Celtic team. You know, it was early. Everything was really early. It was September, October, November was those were, were those games. And, you know, there was, we were still getting to know each other. He was still getting his ideas across. We were playing players out of position at times as well. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously managed to instill the belief. Uh, and, but there's a there's a two, two, two strands of it. There's a recruitment that's, work, that's worked. Every player that's come in, we've not got guys kicking their heels that aren't contributing. The bench last night, everybody came, like all the players that came on, you know, Moy contributed, Turnbull's there. It's just strong across the piece. So you've got the ability, and everyone says, oh, yeah, after 60 minutes, Celtic just tired out. We got a draw last night. The game was 90 minutes. You don't, if, if you're going to tire out after 60 minutes, then you're not going to get anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but we managed to get a point on the road last with night. That, you know, it's, it's a tiny amount of players that don't last the 90, JP. So it's not as though Celtic tire out. I mean, Kyle McGregor finishes virtually every single game. Never mm-hmm. looks tired to me. I mean, he's sweating buckets within the first five minutes, never mind in the 85th minute. I do mm-hmm. remember... Um, I was speaking to Andy Lynch, obviously, for his book, and he said something that stuck with me, JP. He said that you could be a professional footballer, in his case for Hearts, playing at the same level of domestic football. But when you signed for Celtic, there was a thing called getting Celtic fit. That's, mm-hmm. That kind of stuck with me because Celtic were superior in terms of their conditioning, even back then, to the rest of Scottish football and for a spell, European football. We overran in Milan in 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, in the heat, even though... Uh, you know, it was one of the kind of situations where you look at the way Celtic played, the entertaining, free-flowing, attacking football. Inter Milan were a defensive to side, famous for the Catenaccio um, system, yet we continually ran at them in the heat, in the heat of Lisbon. And I think that what we've now got is Ange, Ange ready, if you like. And mm-hmm. so when I see a player like Haksavanovic coming in last night, He's a player that I thought maybe did tire a wee bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, he came off... Football, though, has he? I mean, he's not yeah. played that much. Yeah. So it's maybe going to take him a wee while to get up to this Ange um, kind of speed or this Ange level. I think Haksabanovic won possession back for Celtic from the kickoff within the first minute. It looked mm-hmm. as though he was really direct, like you say, maybe a bit too keen to please on a couple of occasions, but he was involved in the goal. So let's, let's talk about that goal then. So first of all... Uh, Zhiranovic, was it just a, uh, a John Smith's bitter or was it a, a finely placed pass? Uh, uh, maybe a bit of both. Forgive him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he was going at... Sometimes, you know, it was... So, what minute was it in the game? I can't remember. It wasn't, wasn't long in the first half. Was it around the 20-minute mark or something? Let me just consult my notes here. Uh, one now. where are we? 
It was one of those when, he, when, when you're going into a tackle and you just... Nine, nine ten minutes. Nine, ten, was that? Right. Yeah. No wonder I went after the train then. Um, so when he, he, aye, it was just one of those ones where you go in and you, you're just wanting to win the ball, first of all. And then the fact that he managed to put it that far out. I mean, he would know in the back of his mind that there's always someone out on that on each wing because that's yeah. where our wingers are invariably. So I mean, there was probably a bit of a bit of both, I think, in the in the in the past. But we did look threatening all the time, you know, going down that wing, especially on the left hand side. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we were we were looking dangerous, and they didn't like it, our game at all. They they were not. You could you could tell from the body language of their players that they weren't, and the way that they celebrated the equaliser showed that. You know, they knew that was a big goal for them to get back into it because because of how much we'd been battering them, um, which is such a strange thing to say. You know, it's it's almost alien to me to be talking about this and in, in this way. You know, to think that we were we were really giving them a a doing um, in an away game in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not it's not normal. It's not something that you take take for granted because it's like I said, it's not it's not normal. <laughs> Um, you, you hope it becomes the norm. You you do, yeah. The well, very fact that we're coming away disappointed um, last week after you know doing so well for fifty six minutes against Real Madrid, and mm-hmm. we're coming away disappointed last night that it, it wasn't three points instead of one. It just mm-hmm. shows you, you know, the progress that's been made at this level under Ange Postecoglou. Frightening, frightening. I mean, it is a, it is now almost a year to the day that we lost at, at Livingston, lost one 0 at Livingston. Mm-hmm. And and I said, you know, when we beat Livingston, when we finally got that monkey off our back and beat them, I said after that, I was like, right, that's it. We 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 cannot lose another game to this team here at this ground because I've met up with my pal Scott a bunch of times. He's a Livingston fan. I've met up with him, and he's come up and been like, "What happened?" Like when we've like drawn or got beat off them, and and I said to him that at that point, I was like, right, that's it. You're you're not celebrating another victory against against my football team because you've had enough of them over the years and this is ridiculous I mean we you talk about the law of averages and everything else a Celtic side should not be getting beat off Livingston you know it's just not it's that's bizarre that 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 was that became such a hoodoo it it Um, did it did we just couldn't do it away from home against Livy it was just weird wasn't it especially when you consider the financial golf, the way that we play against other teams and everything else, but we've got a style of football now that's clearly identifiable, which we can take on the road and play anywhere, I think. Um, you know, it, it, it was proven last night, it was proven last night against a, against a Champions League team um, who have already got three points, who already had three points on the board in, in our group, which is to be respected whatever you want to say about Leipzig or whatever's going on there that obviously cost the manager his job and everything else, they're still a Champions League team. Whether they've got problems or not, those problems aren't recorded in, in the history books. What is recorded is the three points that they got. And we had to take the emotion out of the occasion last night. It was obviously a weird situation for them and it's really horrible that, that, that they've not played a home game for eight years. Because aye, of the, 2014, aye, that's what John was saying yesterday. Yeah, because of the the the, the, the um, turmoil and war in, in their region. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 
I can't even imagine that. Like, imagine not getting to Celtic. It was bad enough not getting to Celtic Park for one season during COVID. But to, to go eight, eight years without playing a game at your home ground, I mean, I, I know there's bigger things in football to worry about, but I'm just thinking about the football team because that's what we're talking about. Um, and, you know, the, the, they've got the, those issues to contend with. But we had to take the emotion out of the occasion last night and go there and try and get the three points. And we very nearly did. Yeah, a very nomadic side um, due to uh, things out with their control, certainly. And uh, we've got Beach Boys coming in who that yellow and grey is a superb mix, says Beach Boys. So yeah. obviously a big fan of the jersey. Paddy Lavery, you're leading me into uh, promoting Axom Live, which is happening in January. It's the 20th of January. It's in Gracie's in Glasgow. It'll be a nice... Um, I was going to say intimate, probably an intimate venue uh, where you can meet people who you see on the screen on a regular basis. Uh, but we will also have a special guest, JP, as yet unannounced special guest, um, a Celtic legend, no less. And you can come along. And it's, you know what, it's not your typical sit down Q&A. There's going to be a wee bit more to it than that. There's going to be a wee bit more interaction to it than that but it will be great to see as many of you as possible and tickets are flying actually already even though we haven't um, announced who the guest is going to be JP so looking forward to that in January um, I was watching again the the partnership that seems to be developing between Carter Vickers last night and Jens who mm-hmm. I've been very impressed with um, I think he's got a um, an anticipation about him which allows his positioning to uh, put him one step ahead a lot of the time. He, you know, some of the um, interceptions that he has are because he's, he, you know, he's a step ahead. And again, I thought he he, he performed really well last last night. Um, a wee bit like the Abada scenario, where one minute you're in the start eleven and you know you're pinned on, then you're out of the team. Starfield's found himself in that position. So at the beginning of the season, he's injured. Stephen Welsh gets a nod. There's obviously been plans to move Chris Julian on, and that's since happened. And now we've got Welsh on the bench and Jens uh, performing alongside Carl Vickers. And I thought he, he did really well uh, last night. I know that he's had a bad season maybe last year in Germany. But um, I think we've, we really have discovered a player here, JP, that I hope... Uh, we can finally become, you know, he can become a permanent sell at the end of the season. I'm, I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure you mentioned it last week that he did really well against Madrid, which he did. You know, you think that is a hell of a jump in terms of levels for him. He's got no real experience playing at that level, as, as did few of our team, I suppose. Can't really say that there was many uh, that would have come up against a team as good as Real Madrid before, but it's one thing, you know, you know, not having had the experience. But then when you when you're actually in the the heat of the battle or whatever you want to call it, to actually come away, you know, with a, a I would say he was a seven, you know, a seven out of ten, uh, Jens last week. Uh, I don't think. Obviously, you lose three goals, you're going to you know, look at the defence or whatever, but I've seen those goals back and I still can't believe there was somebody shouted behind me, that's terrible defending for the third goal. They put about 40 passes together. And, and it, it was just it was just like the, they were like picking a lock. Like it was like watching like thieves at work. 
they knew exactly what they were doing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we had n no combat to it at all. It wasn't because we were tired. I don't think you could blame tiredness for that goal. It was just... If, we'd, if we, we've scored that type of goal against uh, St Johnston, remember it got goal of the season with the Rabona from... Yeah. Houston, like, mm -hmm. no, everybody was raving about Celtic's play. It wasn't how poor St Johnston were or anything like that or how tired St Johnston were. It was because we were too good. And that's just what happened last week. I think that's, you know, you've got to accept that. But but Jens has come from nowhere with little expectation. I don't think anybody was really expecting him to be a, a guy that was going to start in the Champions League for us, much like Taylor. And back on Taylor, by the way, he he is, if he doesn't start for Scotland, then, and I know that like people will say, oh, Steve Clark would maybe start him because of his relationship with him from Kilmarnock or whatever, but he should be started based on his performances for Celtic. And if Andy Robertson's out, which he is, start Kieran Tierney at left centre-back and Greg Taylor at left-back. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't really see how there could be any argument against that, given the way that he's been playing. You know, even if you're the staunchest of Rangers fan, you you have to, if you're looking at that with no, no tinted glasses on, you have to look at Greg Taylor's performances and go, well, yeah, he, he should be a Scotland international start, starter at this point in time. No doubt about it. I mean, I think that, you know, there was this big push maybe last year for Ralston to get capped because of the performances, JP. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, he was a standout. And even when he was dropping out for a few weeks and coming back in, the consistency that he showed, I think there was one one poor game last season against Motherwell at Fort Park. Other than that, he was brilliant and he deserved his call-up. But I agree with that. In relation to Greg Taylor, he's, he's been described as being unfashionable and all of these kind of things. I just look at his performances. And last night was, was probably the pinnacle so far of his Celtic career, and I hope that that continues. And yeah, I would agree with that. He, he needs to be a starter for Scotland. Now, Paul Cook, you can't whack a Thursday bulletin. Afternoon, Paul, JP, a weekly chat of all things Celtic and music. A highlight of the week for myself and many more, I'm sure. I'm bringing it up, JP, because you know what? Sometimes when somebody gives you a bit of stick... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet. Not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
it can hit you a wee bit hard. So when somebody's been positive like that, bring it up, celebrate it, absolutely. Um, and uh, I love on Thursday as well, as you can maybe tell. M Young, two points thrown away last night, yet I feel more hopeful about um, the Leipzig games now. Yeah, again, I, I go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, when you come away from an away game in the Champions League thinking that you've thrown away two points, as the commenter says there, it only shows you that our expectations or levels or standards have, have increased to such a, a degree that um, it can only be a good thing. And I, I will come back to you know Ange after the game uh, and his post-match as well because it's quite clear that this man will not stop JP until he gets wins away, you know, at fixtures like last night. He was clearly happy with the performance, I could see, mm. but he was a bit agitated and uh, there was a few questions that, that he wasn't happy with uh, last night as well. You just have this confidence that whilst you've got Ange Postacoglu at the helm, we'll never, ever become complacent, will we? No, I don't think so. I think, well, somebody asked him last night, one of the one of the interviewers said, you know, what 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 is your message to your players after tonight's result, and what do you take into the next game? And he was like, embrace the challenge, embrace the challenge of, that's in front of us. Don't shy away from it. And what an amazing thing to, I mean, it's an obvious thing to say because it's you know it is a challenge, but it just seems to constantly get a tune out of the players and the team. You know, he's got them he's got them ticking. And again it goes back to signing good guys. None of them seem like that there that there would be any problem. I don't see any guys throughout that team that would give you any reason to you know, all the Japanese guys are obviously very, you know, their their their, their manners and everything else are are, are, are second to none. But the guys that he's brought in, folk like Matt O'Reilly and mm-hmm. um, Juranovic, they all, they all seem like good characters. And when you've got that as well as being good players, that's what, what leads to performances like last night. I think when you when you look at the players and the way that they trust each other to to to, to receive the ball, they, they, they always they always seem when they get the ball, it's not like a surprise. There's been a lot of times when you've watched a Celtic team when a player gets a pass, it's almost like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, or I, or I don't want it. You know, that, that's the worst thing is when somebody doesn't want the ball. But but they all seem to be just really all ticking at the same in the same way. And you've got Callum McGregor as the as the fairy tale story of a ball boy now captain in a team, a Celtic team in the Champions League. I mean. That is fairy tale stuff. When you when you see that interview with him, the Celtic, and they show the picture of him celebrating when Scott McDonald scored in the Champions League, and he's got the the, the ball boy jacket on and he's celebrating. And then you think, fast forward, he's now living what he was watching as a as a wee, a wee guy. So that's amazing. I know. You can't really write a better story than that. I, I I love the fact that we've got. I would. You know, far rather we had more Scottish players. I've always said that, but the fact that our, our the heartbeat of our team is a Scottish guy who's grown up in the Celtic tradition, family, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm pretty sure his family aren't Celtic, but I don't care about that. I'm, that's been well documented that his family are Rangers or whatever, but that doesn't bother me. He's he's Celtic, and whilst he's on that park, he's 
unbelievable. And if anybody doubts Callum McGregor's ability, there's, there's some people have said that he's not had a great season so far. Nonsense. I think that's absolutely mad to, to, mm-hmm. to say that. Yeah, okay, he's not scored a lot of goals, but he's he's been responsible for the, a lot of the good performances in that he is always there for the to receive the ball yeah. and keeps that keeps that midfield ticking over. He does. He's the glue that, that binds it all together, isn't he? And I think that um, that story really resonates with fans like you and I because we've stood there and you know celebrated and um, to, to see him progressing the way that he has. I always point out last season, for virtually the whole season, you know he was unfit. He played with a mask on his face. He told mm. one of the interviewers that um, it did affect his vision by mm. quite a bit. So he was playing with, with that. But the, the manner in which he went about his business last season, and I think it's followed on to this season. I just think sometimes he's that type of player. JP, a wee bit like Carter Vickers, you know, would not really mention his performance solid again. And oh, that's yeah. because they're so consistent that sometimes you can pick out sometimes even half a dozen players and not mention Carter Vickers or, or McGregor because they're so good every single game. Mm. Um, the, the level of consistency is frightening. Um, but we shouldn't ever take them for granted, that's for sure. I think McGregor was brilliant against Real Madrid, one of his best games. Mm-hmm. And I thought last night, watching it again this morning, I thought he was excellent again. Stevie Kenny, Alan Wren, drummer extraordinaire. Yes, I love, I mean, I love the Roses before they reformed um, and played their gigs in 2012, etc. But I love that footage. JP that Shane Meadows captured for the documentary where they're all just in the, re- the rehearsal room and the chemistry between the four guys Rennie, uh, Manny, Ian Brown, John Squire is just unbelievable. I watch that so often on YouTube. Can I ever and- tell you the story about um, so I know I got to know one of the guys that's was part of the management of the Stone Roses his name's right. Conrad he's actually in the film 24 Hour Party People Remember the bit where uh, there's all the kids dancing to Brian and Michael, Matchstock Men and Match... I can't remember how how that's... You know the song. Um, and Give they us gave, a rendition. They gave us Matchstock... I kind of... Somebody, somebody please tell me the name of that song because it's, it's, it's like... It's quite hard to get over your... Uh, get out. But... Um, so he's in that film, but he's also part of the Stone Roses management team. And he told me when he got brought on board by the the, the main guy that manages the band, he told me like they got uh, introduced to them all, and they were all sitting at like a kitchen table breakfast kind of bunker thing. And he walked in, and he said that when he walked in, it was like he, he met them for the first time, and he said it was like meeting Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, like because they were that big a deal to him. And uh, Rennie came up to him and went, all right, mate, I'm Al. And, he, and then in his head, he was like, no, you're not. You're Rennie from the Stone Roses. <laughs> like, that's who you are. Like, I've had, I had pictures on my wall of you and now mm-hmm. I'm in this position where I'm about to be part of handling your affairs as a band, which is quite mad. It um, is. I think he's still, Conrad, I'm pretty sure still looks after Ian Brown. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, we digress. That's what we do. But I'm looking forward to seeing Ian Brown at the end of the month as well, supported by Dermo. Um, Shameless plug because Dermo's on one of our bills in January as well. We are doing a lot of live gigs. But please do come along and see us at Gracie's uh, Axon Live. It's something that we're going to be doing on a regular basis. And um, 
you'll see some familiar faces there, JP. Hopefully you're going to be off that night and... Uh, might well be. It's always a hard place to get into, Gracie. See, when you try to get in there after a game, like a big game, it's impossible. There's always a queue down the street to get in. It's it's a nightmare. Um, I've only been in a couple of times. I watched the Leverkusen away game in there when we also nearly won away. We were 2-1 mm. up. The place yep. was going bananas. Eight minutes um, to go, 2-1 up. I know. I, know that, I mean, that that's not talked about enough. We, we, we went... and That 4-0 game... Celtic Park. I'd like to watch that back. You're talking about watching games back. I'd like to watch that game back and see where we were at then compared to now because I I still don't think we played badly that night. It didn't seem like a 4-0, but the records show a 4-0 victory for Leverkusen. They don't show the backstory to games mm. as, 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 as we all know. So... Yeah. I, I do need to watch that one back, JP, because my opinion of that is vastly different from a lot of the opinions I hear on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that with Big Tony uh, Haggerty, and I don't know. Uh, I'm going to watch it back because I think that, you know, sometimes, again, getting caught up in the emotion of the occasion um, doesn't allow you to, to observe it properly if you want to actually talk about it on a, a bulletin. So I will definitely be watching it back, but I do remember that, yeah, individual errors killed us that night, and yeah. um, there was a penalty that was very, very harsh on Carter Vickers. Mm-hmm. You know who was going to ground, and he was facing away, and the ball hits his arm, and, and oh, he got yeah. a penalty. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I probably will look, look back on that, and there'll be certain elements of the the game that Ange's certainly ironed out. Um, I'm going to bring this up before we talk about Jota, the DJ of choice, who's a long-time contributor on uh, YouTube. If you haven't already done so, make sure you you subscribe on the channel. We are growing um, almost up at 20,000. We're going to have to do something when we hit the 20,000 mark. Uh, Moy hasn't convinced me yet, says the DJ of choice. I think he's a passenger. Well, again, it just shows how different views from different people watching the games I was a big supporter of us signing him. I thought it was it was a pretty shrewd move bringing him in. I actually thought last night he played a couple of passes, JP, that were outstanding, particularly the one at the very death. And so I, I would likely disagree with that. I think that he's done he's done well. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a starter for Ange, uh, particularly when you look at the strength of that midfield. But I think there is a part for him to play, and he showed that last night. Well, I can't comment about too much about him last night. I didn't see enough of that game last night because of my obvious problems on a train, but <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, from what I've seen of him so far, I certainly don't think that he'd it, be somebody that I would be disappointed that he's at the football club because it looks like he's a, a very, very uh, uh, confident an assured player to come in and play that position and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a start on Sunday against St Mirren because you need to keep it you need to keep uh, I mean I would have taken a lot out of the players last night I mean it takes a lot out of me and you and everybody else as a fan watching the game like think of the mental toughness that you need to concentrate and you're up against I mean like that Madrid guy one mistake and it's a goal so right. your concentration yep. levels have to be absolutely sharp as anything and, and so I think you definitely need to keep it fresh and I wouldn't be surprised if Moy started on, on Sunday for that very reason and I mean the guy the commenter there just said um, DJ of choice said uh, that you know he's not convinced by Moy I mean 
even if Moyes is only brought in to start in games like Sunday, Sunday's a massive game for us. Mm-hmm. We have to win that game. If Moy plays a game on Sunday and gets a seven or an eight out of ten, that's a success. <laughs> like what, what? I don't know what more you want. I think it's. it's I think he's just an unfashionable signing. It's a classic Celtic unfashionable signing. But if everybody has faith in the manager, then have faith in the players that he's signed because it's. This isn't a player that's come in against the manager's wishes. He wanted Aaron Moy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's. It's, it's obvious to see and I'll be very happy if Moy is sitting with a, a winner's medal of some kind at the end of the season and I've, as I said you know before it's, it's the players that win trophies and win medals when they when they've contributed and they feel like they've contributed there can be nothing I'm no better feeling than that when you're sitting with a winner's medal and it's not just because you've been there and had a tracksuit on on match days it's because you've come on and You've done something and saw games out or started games. The, the, the unfashionable games, St Mirren away isn't an unfashionable game. People probably already think we've got the three points in the bag for that. We don't. We've still to get them. And, and, and if he's one of the players that helps us get that, then it's huge. It's massive. It is. It's, it's, not, it's, it's perfect for a like push down the pecking order. Okay, everybody's currently on a buzz because we're in the Champions League. But you've got to remember that our bread and butter is on Sunday, and it's a half twelve kickoff. It, it could be a stuffy, it could be a stuffy game. I mean, obviously the form that we're in right now, you would expect us to go and absolutely blow them away. But it doesn't always work like that, as football has shown us. You know, we we, we, we should have, we could have and should have been blown away by Real Madrid in the first half last week, but we we didn't. We held on and we got something. Well, I say we got something. We got to half time at nil nil, which I saw as a massive, a massive achievement at that point in time because, you know, they are an unbelievable side as they've proved. <laughs> so I football doesn't work like that. So Sunday is is massive, um, and I'm going to be watching it on a probably watching it on a train from Seville to Malaga because uh, that's what it's a kickoff is right at the time that I'm getting on the train. So oh, brilliant! I mean. Most of the comments are saying that, you know, Jamie thinks that he was all right and Will uh, was impressed, uh, has been impressed when Moyes played. I think St Mirren uh, obviously knows the stadium pretty well for sure. And oh, yeah. yeah, that's the type of game that I think he, he would be suited to. I don't know if this is Matt O'Reilly's burner account, but they prefer Aerosmith. Um, no problem, no my favourite band, but there you go. And John Francis, Leverkusen 4 nothing was much like the Madrid game, missed chances cost us. I do... Remember, there was a one-on-one, wasn't there, with Kyogo um, in that game? Uh, was that not the game when Kyogo and McGregor come back unexpectedly from injury that night? Well, was that the one where he took a shot when the pass was on mm. and then he passed when the shot was when on? the shot was on, absolutely. Aye, that was that um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is a game I'm going to watch back and it may change my, my view on it. Um, before we go, I don't want to leave without speaking about Jota. I thought he was outstanding, in particular, in the second half. Um, there was mazy runs galore. The only thing it didn't do was score. Um, and, you know, I just think that Jota, very much like Hatati and a few others, um, we're seeing a, a, an improved version of them and it goes back to your point JP that we are better than we were last season even if you're putting out a starting 11 who were all here last season we are a better side this season than we were last season 
a hundred percent. I mean, we've scored like twenty-five goals in six games or something like that in the league. It's the best. Surely, it is the best start goals-wise that we've ever had, ever possibly. I mean, I, I'd like to know if there was a better start and when it was because it certainly has not been in my lifetime that I know of. Um, and it's interesting like, when Jota was announced as a, was, it, was he given the official man of the match or was he given man of the match as in the Celtic man of the match? Yeah, it was well, it was one of the Champions League balls that you get. The, oh, you right, know, was the official one? Gla- yeah, yep, yeah. So it was the official one. Because when I saw him getting announced, obviously with my broken viewing of the second half, I didn't really see, you know, I, I couldn't confidently say, oh yeah, Jota was man of the match. But I could tell at half time and I could tell in the first half that he was annoyed with himself at some of the things that was happening. The things he was trying weren't really happening for him in the first half. Mm-hmm. There was like, you know, just touches here and there you could see him looking up at the sky a few times as if to say I can do better so he obviously rallied himself at half time and, and did better in the second half but you know we all know the, the skill and talent that that guy has and you know that he's going to do something at this level Champions League level I mean you know he's going to do something special it's in it's in the post that he will do something outrageous at this level because you know, people might doubt that, and outside the Celtic, people might doubt that. But we see him every week, you know, and we've seen what he can do out of nothing. He can do something against a Leipzig or a Shakhtar, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and and at home as well. You know, we've got two home games to come. I can't wait for them. Um, I've, I've <laughs> I told my boss I was like, you can put me on any gig in October, but I'm not working any night that we're playing in the Champions League. Um, so I'm looking forward to them. You've been putting, putting in hours, JP, so I'm sure you'll be fine. But I, I think that is also it's something... The gigs, it's mental. It's just like, it's still all the, the rescheduled shows are all coming up against new shows. Still, it's still the backlog is still working its way through. So I've had to be quite uh, quite careful with my dates that I give that I'm available because these things don't happen that often, you know, so you can't, like... Working a gig the night of a Champions League game would be absolute torture for me. I could, I, you know, I love music, as you know, but Champions League games are they're they're the gold, the the the, the holy grail of of being a Celtic fan. Getting to hear that tune, and I mean, last week against Real Madrid was just just amazing. It was amazing, an amazing spectacle, worth every single penny of whatever it was that they took out of my account for the ticket. I can't remember if it was forty three pounds or whatever. I mean that you know, you don't you don't get value for money like that. At this moment in time anyway, I mean we're we're watching a team that we can we're going into games thinking we can do something. We went into that game last week thinking there was people who were genuinely believing that we could beat Real Madrid. <laughs> I mean I might I might be certifiable in some uh, quarters but it, it, the fact that it was, there was actually people that thought that is is quite wild. That we're living in a time when and that that that's that's some people's thought processes, and it's not that crazy. No, it's, it is. It's on the table. You, you said there, Jota is capable and probably will, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did do something special in the Champions League this season. And I also think Kyogo is mm. another one um, who falls into that bracket. We know he can, and you just hope it does happen. 
uh, over the next few fixtures. Right, JP, clever, of, clever of Kyogo not to touch that ball last night, by it the way. It was, wasn't it? Because you could have nicked it and then got ruled offside or something yeah. like that. We just saw it over the line. That was... It was uh, wee Simon Donnelly. I call him wee. He's probably bigger than me. It was Simon Donnelly who uh, picked up on it on Celtic TV when I was watching it again this morning. That mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he was offside, but it could have rendered him offside if he was. You know, you, you just don't never take know. any chances with things like that. You just yeah. never know. Um, JP, an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, thank you for dialing in, even though you're miles away. Um, it shows you your commitment. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Yes, I have been plugging our show at Gracie's. There's a link underneath the video if you want to come along. We're keeping it as affordable as possible, and we will be announcing a Celtic legend very soon indeed. Thank you all for getting involved in the comments today, and thank you again, JP Mason, for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.